Hi, welcome to Daughters of the Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I am Barb. And today we are going to have a mixed uh, talk on spiritual stuff. We have a special guest with us, my cousin Trisha. So we'll introduce her more when we get to it. We're going to start off with our rune and our card. And we'll go from there. So, Mom. Okay. We're going to do this again. Uh, <laughs> the uh, rune that I picked that we picked this time was on guilt which is going to really seem significant once we get into the topics of conversation we're going to have today. Okay. In receiving this room, remember to let all the constraints of time serve you in writing your relationship with yourself. Use this moment to bring quiet to whatever sense of confusion or sadness that you are feeling. There is nothing you can do to change what has already happened. You can only accept it and turn it over to spirit. Guilt feeds on conflict. If this room relates to a situation for which you feel blame, all you can ask of yourself is to face what has occurred honestly and directly and then do whatever you can to resolve the conflict and to restore it, not to bring harmony and balance. That was not what I read. The, the rune of guilt fosters healing, uh, reminding us of the need to make amends. For those who seek to heal situations from the past, for what was done or left undone, this room counsels you to open your heart and to act. Is there a letter to be written, a call to be made, someone you must sit with face to face, a prayer to be said? Now is the time to bring order, clarity, and peace to the chaos of the past. When asking yourself to make amends is impossible, when act, taking action to make amends is impossible or inappropriate, amends of the heart are always heard. Often the pro most profound healings occur when spirit's words are felt, not spoken. If it seems that conflict will never be resolved, allow yourself the feelings of powerlessness. Experience your feelings fully and then release them. Learning how to let go of the things we cannot change is a critical part of the healing now underway in our world. That's so true. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have received this rune in response to your concern about a mistake you feel you have made, the Oracle is about ambiguously. We all, that's really bad. We all make mistakes. No guilt need be attached to our mistakes. Uh, for now is the time we learn. Endless self-blame has no place in healing. The anxiety eng engendered by guilt shakes our trust, distorts our judgments, and clouds our perceptions. For to live with guilt is to sabotage the self. Guilt is the dragon that guards the toxic waste of our past. If, on the other hand, we are feeling no guilt, you may be wondering why you picked the ruin. Perhaps you picked it so that you may consider the question of the restoration of faith in our troubled time. The rebuilding of faith in ourselves, faith in those we love, in our families, and our, friend, our friends, and our communities, which is a lot to do with what's been going on this last two years with COVID and, and things like that. So maybe that's why the room is pulled as well. Maybe. Okay. Okay, I'm going to read my card. It's from the Shaman's Dream Oracle by Alberto Valdo and Colette Baron-Reed. I'm sure I just wrecked his name. Uh, the card <laughs> is Drifter. 
Um, so it says the drifter invites you to step out of your to-do list and your ordinary routine to feel the breeze against your skin, calling you to follow the wind and explore life's opportunities. When the drifter appears, it's a sign that it's time to cut the mooring lines, holding you to the dock. It's not important to know the destination before you set sail. It will become clear as you leave port. Do not wait for a map as there are none to where you are destined to go. But be sure that you do not have a comp that you do have a compass to keep you true. Yours is your pure love and your intention to be free, even of your own beliefs and preconceptions. Few appreciate the energy of the drifter. Here you might not seem to be doing anything worthwhile or meeting someone else's expectations, but you are the only one who understands that others are running full out on the hamster wheel and getting nowhere. Your laziness is an underappreciated virtue. You know that life will find you and bring you everything you require without having to search for it by simply being instead of frantic doing. Even as you let your mind wander, releasing it to go on a daily walkabout, call it back home regularly to deliver news from the cosmos. The drifter helps you find what you are looking for, even when you didn't think you were seeking anything. Very nice. Yeah. That's a nice card. And I don't know about the map thing because we just had um, a trip this couple of days ago and we had a map and we clearly didn't follow it because we got lost, but found again. So it's all good. <laughs> it was a short loss. <laughs> the view was worth the loss. Yes. Yeah. So without further ado, my cousin Trisha is visiting from Ontario. So do you want to introduce yourselves? Tell us what you do and yeah. share a story with us. Okay. My name's Trisha. Uh, I'm visiting from Ontario. Uh, I live in a little place called Peterborough, um, which isn't so little anymore. It's growing steadily. <laughs> um, I'm a nurse. I work in palliative care mostly, um, but I also do uh, medical nursing as well. And I am also in school part-time. So busy, busy life. Busy. So I'm happy to be here. Yes. Yeah, we're happy she's my niece by the way too <laughs> and uh we're excited about having her here we had a chance to go to the mountains and really um see some beauty and uh, share that with her it was exciting for all of us so yeah yeah and, and trisha too is is spiritual and she's has had <laughs> has had lots of experiences with some different stuff and we're going to kind of touch on some of that today and of course, working in palliative care, I'm certain that you have yes lots of stories that have to do with that, right? Yeah, yeah, a few anyway. <laughs> a few. So, Trisha, do you have one in particular that sticks out to you that you would like to share at this time with us and our viewers? Uh, yes. So, I mean, it's funny the way life works, and you know, we've been talking a lot about this, especially with going through the mountains and, you know, just seeing how beautiful everything is, is that you don't know why you meet the people that you meet, um, where they come from, why they, you know, speak to you, why you bond with them. Like there's really no, sometimes no rhyme or reason to it. Um, so nursing is a second career for me. Uh, before this, I was working for Swiss Chalet for 15 years. Um, and so I just happened to meet this couple um, who uh, were regular Swiss Chalet um, uh, patrons who came in, you know, at least once a week and we got to know each other pretty well, just got along very well, but really there was nothing, um, we had nothing in common. They were, you know, at least in their seventies when I met them. So this was 
probably young, 15, they were young. <laughs> probably uh, 15 years ago or so. Um, and yeah, just, you know, they, I moved to a different store. They would come and see me there. I moved to, a, you know, another store, which was an hour away and they would come and see me there, um, you know, every once in a while. And just, you know, we just kind of became a part of each other's lives, which is kind of silly. Um, cause I really didn't even know their last names. Um, and the wife passed away and we didn't really see the husband, um, quite as often. And then, you know, my life changed. I went back to school and became a nurse. And then I started working in palliative care and, you know, a couple years in, um, I guess it was maybe about, I think it was around the beginning of COVID. Um, gentleman came in, he was a patient of mine and I didn't recognize him at first. Um, he was kind of facing away from me when I first saw him. And then all of a sudden when I saw his face, I realized could kind of see through the, you know, swelling and stuff and, uh, realized who it was and kind of thought, Oh my God, like I haven't, you know, I've wondered about you, but I haven't <laughs> actually heard about you heard from you in a long time. Um, and realized that it was him. And so got them all freshened up for the day and, you know, those types of things. And, um, anyone who knows about kind of end of life care, people sometimes can just kind of stick around for a while and we don't really know why. Um, and you know, it seems like they may pass at any time, but, um, he was one of those people that was just kind of sticking around. And so I got them all washed up for the day and I said, sat and chatted with him for a minute and just said, you know, Al, I really think that it was the wife. I really think, you know, your wife, Barb, brought us here together today. And, uh, you know, I'm really glad that she did. I was really, I think about you often, and I'm really glad I got to be your nurse today. Um, and then I went on to my next patients and kind of did my own thing. And then all of a sudden, I just had a thought. I was like, you know what? I better go back. I better go back and see him. And sure enough, he was just about to pass. Like, he was just passing right at that moment when I, when I walked in the door. So it was a pretty cool experience about how, like, like, where did that come from? How did he just pop back into my life again, you know, 15 years later? And where did it even start in, to begin with? How cool is that, though, that you helped him pass to the other side? He was, it was like he was waiting for you to, waiting for someone that he knew to walk mm -hmm. him through there, right? Mm -hmm. And you definitely took him by the hand and you and gently and you did that for him. And, um, yeah, meeting up with somebody again and why you touch these people and how they resonate with you. And you don't even realize just by talking to somebody all the time and around them. And well, that. yeah. Like why did we even become friends in the first place? Right? Like we weren't really, we had nothing in common, had no, you know, common friends or family or acquaintances and just, they're just nice people. And especially know? over that length of time too. Mm -hmm. Right. So it shows you that, you know, if you're meeting someone today, it may not really resolve with you right now, but why you're with that person or why they're so important to you at the moment. But like Trisha said, that like way down the road again, um, they joined again and it was really relevant for this gentleman and probably mm -hmm. for you too. Very it much so. It gave you a lot of emotional feelings because of it as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to um, do that for somebody as well. Yes. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. And I think the, our energies connect, right? Like I think before we come to this earth, this is my point of view. I think before we come to this earth, we do make some soul agreements about people that we're going to meet on our way. And I think that's why we're drawn into them. Rather, we don't have, you know, they're not our peer or they're not, you know, someone related to us. And so obviously your energy connected and that's really cool right. that they, they, that happened to kind of give you a peace right. of mind to know where he was at yes. his life yeah. and, and 
probably for him yeah, as well. True. And at the time, like his his family wasn't there with him. Um, they were not able to be there at the time. And so when his daughters came in um, and, you know, I reintroduced myself, I, re I recognized one of them from the dinners and stuff that they'd had. And she was like, oh, my goodness, it makes me feel so much better when that there was someone with him that he knew uh, that it wasn't just a random person, which I mean, I guess is better than nobody, but um, that it was someone that he knew and yeah. that, you know, I knew him. So, yeah. So, yeah, like, she, I take that as you were sort of his guardian angel at that moment. To help him step into the other side sort of thing you know instead of remaining here any longer you know i think too with something like this we haven't talked about it yet in any of our podcasts but at some point we will probably get into it but um some people believe in past lives and that kind of things and i think too maybe some of this is to saying that yes did we touch life with them at another time um is this what we're supposed to be doing because maybe they did something for us in the past you know, and we're in this is our payback time. And, um, and I think it's all relevant. And, you know, for those of you that do believe that there is a past life and we return so many times, I believe in it, um, personally, and I know Kimmy does, and I'm certain, do you believe in it, Tricia? Probably at least a little, okay. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I was going to say you did, and I thought that's wrong. <laughs> I can't just put those words in her mouth. You believe in reincarnation. Yeah. <laughs> But I know I do, and um, and I believe that yes, we come back to make it right every time we're in another we're in a life that if we do errors that type of thing we come back to make it right before it's our time to leave this world and and uh, join the others. So yeah, that's a pretty cool story. Mm -hmm. That is a cool story. Yeah, I loved it. And it kind of goes a little bit afterwards that you know I was talking to the doctor and saying you know so and so had just passed away and I told him the story and he goes you know what the lesson is and I was like what because this gentleman has a very dry sense of humor and i was like what's that and he's like always tip your waitresses <laughs> like, you know what you're not wrong <laughs> you know what that's pretty <laughs> joke or not <laughs> um, that's yeah good. you yeah. know but i mean you know it's uh, it's still it comes around right regardless of whatever you know job or life or whatever you know whatever yeah. you're doing and how neat is that for you that you've happened in, in your same lifetime that you remember right now sort of thing mm -hmm. you could discover this and talk about yeah. it right yeah yeah and which is i think um another thing on what we've talked about a little bit too is about being grateful and how it repeats itself in our in our lifetime um and showing it so if you're grateful at the time for little things that she was grateful they came into the restaurant and they were giving her tips and they were nice people and everything else so it was like she received back you know too and she also gave back to them too so what a nice handshake right? yeah mm -hmm. yeah uh, beautiful gift yeah, yeah very very nice yeah. very nice that you and you had that closure right like oh i yes. know what happened to him right yeah. i'm not just wondering yeah you know where he was what and that happened. seems to be a big thing for me is that i like the closure like yeah. i like to like close the loop you yeah. know yeah. yeah i can understand that being a nurse and you're taking care of them right right and you have to have some emotional attachment it doesn't matter how you look at it sort of thing because mm -hmm. you, you are their care, care, right. caregiver and you become so, like invested right you're invested in your patients you, in how they're doing and you know are they well are they comfortable are the families okay that type of thing which yeah. is good to hear too because i mean you know as people that are negative about this and that and this gives you sort of some kind of confidence too that Yes, they are really there to help you. And they really, particularly what Patricia is doing in palliative care is, you know, like she's there at the really, really, really important time when they're passing to the, the other side, uh -huh. right? 
So uh, how how unique is that that we get to share that moment of her sentiment and her feeling with it emotionally and everything else um, and mentally, um, you know, how it worked with her. And, and I'm certain just for telling me about it, I'm certain, I don't know, but Kimmy, again, I was going to speak for you. That's wrong. <laughs> She's going to be our spokesperson today. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not. No, no. This is only this 16 minutes. But I mean, <laughs> but no, it's, uh, I know it touched me when you told me the story. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. It's one, yeah. of, my, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think that's really nice. And it's nice to know that somebody had somebody at the end, right? Because there's lots of people that don't have yes. that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm certain like being that is your profession and, and working with them. And that is just the end of the life. Right. And it must be nice for you because you do get that connection with your patients. Yes. So do you have other stories like that stick out in your mind of that you'd like to share that of weird, different, nice. Um, well, we've talked a little bit about this is that, um, you know, I mean, palliative care, feels spooky sometimes you know and you see people out of the corner of your eye and all that all that kind of business and those are all the are the stories that people really want to hear about um, most often um but we talked a little bit about this today too is that you know we have those people who kind of stick around for a while and you're not really sure why and the family you know just sits vigil at the bedside and um you know or you know people come and go constantly and you know i remember this one lady specifically that you know it's the same kind of situation and um, her and her husband had been married for 70 years, seven, wow. like seven zero, wow. 70 years. Young. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. And, um, she was the one who was ill and it was her husband who, you know, just doted on her, just like you just loved her so much that you could just feel it all the time. Um, and you know, it was kind of coming to the time where we thought that she might pass and she just kind of kept sticking around and no one really knew why. Um, and then her husband had gone home, the kids had taken him home and I was, you know, kind of doing my thing and said to her, you know, he's gone now, he's gone home. So if you're going to do your thing, you just go right ahead. He's gone. You're by yourself. And again, it was, you know, a half an hour and she passed and she passed comfortably and peacefully. And sometimes, you know, families feel so guilty about not being there, but do with the ruin today. Right. Right. Exactly. And that, you know, people feel so guilty that they're not there at the end when, you know, it might be the person's wish that they're not there. Yeah. Right. She like, the, she didn't want him to witness that. Right. Exactly. Because he like this poor little man, I can picture his face. He just, he loved her so much that he would just stand there and, you know, hold her hand and kiss her hand and all of that while Aww. she's, you know, while she's laying there. So when I said, you know, he's gone now, she kind of could just yeah pass. Right. Yeah. Pass, it pass wasn't nicely. something that she wanted him to, take that as her last memory yes. of her yeah right. absolutely with, with him right mm -hmm. and and I think that's you know we talked about that too with my grandfather your dad and we had gone back east because he was sick and dying mm -hmm. and we drove back from Alberta and got there and you did a lot of the driving and which was Ontario well, that we you and, and my brother yeah I couldn't drive because I actually was pregnant and couldn't fit behind the steering wheel. So there was that, but <laughs> like true story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that true. So we got back there and they were just bagged. So it was like, everybody was like, she, mom said, I got to get to the hospital right now. And everybody said, well, just, you know, have a rest. 
and just, you know, we'll let you rest for half an hour and you can get up and go. And by the time we got up, he had passed over, but yeah, yeah. which was cool. Um, I mean, it was sad in one way because we really did want to see him and maybe yeah. give him that uh, wide awake hug. But uh, at the same time, um, what he left us later, um, we realized, I realized that, yeah, he'd, he'd programmed this so that we could get a chuckle from what he was going to give us later, which was walking in and he was doing a full moon in a picture walking into the room um, where he lived, which was sort of, it was so exciting. It was, it was, uh, it was sad, but at the same time we had a laugh when we walked in the room. So, um, he's, he walked away and still gave us love and, and uh, I laugh. And I think sometimes they no. don't want you to see them in that pain, no. right? Like yeah. I, I really do think that with him, like that's probably what it was, was I, I don't want you to see me in pain. Cause no. I know he was when, a joker when yeah. my grandpa died, like my dad's yeah. dad died. We did go see him in the hospital and right. He's so sick and he's, but again, he, you know, he waited for us to come visit and then he went, uh -huh. went and did his thing. But for him, I think that was what he wanted, right? He wanted to see his grandchildren again before he passed through and then right. off he went. That's true. Right. So I think, I think everybody is different of how they want to do it. So everyone is so unique that like when people ask for, you know, you know, how do you think things are going to go? You know, you just can't answer because everyone literally does their themselves right to the end. You know, they do their own thing. Everyone is so different that you can't, you know, put a time frame on things. You can't give a specific answer because everyone just does their own thing. Yeah. It's really interesting too with Trisha. Uh, she was just saying that when she went into nursing and um, where was she going to go sort of thing? What, what um, part of the hospital is she going to work with? What kind of people was she going to work with? You know, was it going to be children? Was it, was she picked this one? And I didn't pick it though. Well, originally, no, not originally. I watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy. And so I was going to be <laughs> the one, I was going to be the one, right? Like I was going to be like the nurse that was there all the time, saving all the people, doing all the things. You're going to be Meredith. Right. I was going to be Meredith. <laughs> in nurse form. And, <laughs> and I remember even specifically talking to a friend of mine who's the one who made me, you know, was the one who made me go back to school and made me get into, get into nursing. Um, and she was a palliative care nurse at the time. And I was like, uh-uh, no way I am doing that. It's too, like, I'm too emotional. I will be too sad. Like, I'll cry every day. But it just becomes so satisfying. And so, um, I don't know, just kind of comes full circle that you can do this for people, you know? And I mean, I'm still helping people. I'm still doing things for them, but just in a completely different way. Right. And it's not at all where I thought I would be. Yeah. Like, no. I, I would not have, I literally thought I was going to be Meredith Gray in nurse form. So, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's so nice though, because you do now that you've wrapped your head around yes. it and are in it, yeah. you're helping people pass over, which is beautiful because you thing. are giving them dignity right. in how they're going to pass over, right? right? Taking care of them, washing yeah. them, making sure they look nice, you know? And how lucky are we that we can be there, you know, when people come into this world and when they go out, like that is a privilege to be able to be there for people that I love it. Absolutely. It really well, that's is. Awesome. And I think too, with the COVID thing that we just went through and so many families couldn't be there um, when their uh, 
when their family was passing and that it's nice to hear what Trish is telling us because she was there to give them a reward as they were leaving and they weren't alone. And right. so anybody that felt bad or guilty, like the, the rune said, um, through this, um, you know, it tells you don't do that. Um, you know, they yeah. were in good care. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's beautiful to hear that. It is beautiful. It's, it's like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little, we're, we're a little emotional. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's hard, right? Because it is emotional because is. you become attached, right? And I'm sure you become attached rather they're in there for a week or they're in there for months. Right. Yeah, because absolutely. you get to know them as a person and you get to know their family. And I, I, I would think, I don't know, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I would think you almost become attached like you're part of their family because you're so involved with them. Right. And I mean, you're not supposed to, but at the same time, like you have to be emotionally involved to be able to, you know, right. give that of yourself. Right. So that people can feel comfortable and put yourself in their shoes and be empathetic mm -hmm. and, you know, you have to, to stand at a distance all the time. I mean, you're still getting the job done, but it's not the same. No. And that's what people say about, you know, the, those of us who work in palliative care is that you can tell that you want to be here. Right. Yes. Right. Like everyone, anyone can come in and do the job. Absolutely. Right. right? But we, we want to be there. So, sorry. <laughs> we got it. We're all we having got a chain reaction here. No, but I, but I think that's lovely. And I think that's nice for the followers to listen to you and know that there is like, you There's good someone. people that are empathetic yeah. and, and, and do this job that can help their family members make that transition to another world, right? Like that's and nicely yeah. and, and, and really like dignity for me is so much, right? Because you see so many people that aren't in that situation that pass that, you know, maybe their family members come maybe they don't have a good nurse that right. is in that position because of whatever short, mm -hmm. you know, rather they're short stuffed or rather right. they're just not in the place where they should be to do that. Yeah. And yeah. And like Trisha said too, some of them just leave to go home that night because they're tired. They've been, you know, and if you're one of those that experienced that, you know, and you had to go home or you went and got a coffee and uh, mm -hmm. the person that you love uh, passed away, on uh, knowing that there's someone that's caring for them, like really, really caring for them, um, can really give you a sense of relief and not make you feel guilty because they chose for you not to be there while they were um, leaving this world. Yeah. They didn't want to leave yeah. you with that grief, right? And and it's funny because it makes me think of like my ex-husband, when his mom was really sick and she ended up in the hospital and he ended up going back to see her and, um, she was not well at all but when he showed up it was like nobody had brushed her hair nobody had brushed right. her teeth and nobody had yeah like and that was so hard for him emotionally that like yes. why would someone not be taking care of my mom and i mean she was in the hospital and they're busy and they're they it's mm -hmm. not palliative care mm -hmm. where you maybe it's a different right. atmosphere for sure i'm yes but he was so angry and he was so like, why wouldn't somebody brush my mom's hair? Right. Mm -hmm. And then in his case, he actually same stood by her bed and did whatever, kissed her on the forehead and then went down to grab a coffee or whatever. And then she passed. Right. Mm -hmm. So same thing, right? Like yes. it's, it's, 
So she didn't but, want him to see her that way. No, she didn't want him to see it, but I think she stayed alive long For enough him. that he could get back there and see her and uh -huh. take care of her and and knew that, right, she was an important part of his life. Yeah. So, you know. Good stories. It's yeah. uh, really nice. It's um, nice. Okay, so because you work in palliative care, and so obviously you deal with a lot of dead people, mm -hmm. so, and their spirits remain or don't or whatever. So how how do you handle that when the people are dying and, and you, or do die? Like, how, what do you have to do with them, like, once they've passed over? So we... Um you know, kind of get them all ready. We, in our hospital, uh, it's the nurses who take the people down to the morgue themselves. Um, so, um, you know, we make sure everyone's, you know, fresh, clean, tidy, um, presentable, if that makes sense. Um, uh, get them all ready and take them all down to the morgue. Um, I'm one of those people, and some of the students think that I'm a little bit crazy, is that I talk to people all the way. So they've already passed and I still speak to them as if they are alive um, and tell them what I'm doing. And, well, you know, okay, we're going to roll you over and we're going to, you know, put this gown on and those types of things. Um, and the students kind of look at me like I'm crazy when they, <laughs> when, um, when they're, you know, kind of doing this with me. Uh, but I talk to people right down to the morgue um, and to, to the point where, um, you know, I've had enough spooky experiences in my life that, um, you know, I go down there and, you know, bring them down to the morgue. And then I always say goodbye every time I'm there, um, because I want them to stay there and I don't <laughs> want them to come home with me. Um, just being in a hospital in general, um, you know, can be spooky and especially going down to a morgue, there's a lot of people in there. Um, and it can be a little heavy. And so I always say goodbye and say, you know, either good luck or happy travels or, you know, go to the light, please don't come home with me. Yeah. Yeah. Catch you on the flip side, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. But, you know, I don't want them to stick around. So no. I always say goodbye. Which is nice because I think you're helping them pass over into the light when right. you're doing that. Right. And I, and again, right. You're, you're giving them that dignity that even though you've passed from this world into the other one, yeah, I'm going to give you enough respect absolutely, to let you know what I'm doing yes to your body right? right like your soul might be gone but i'm just mm -hmm. gonna do this or and it's such a surreal experience like i'm saying with the students they have no context for this you know so especially for students but even other nurses who you know don't do this every day um you know it's i don't know it just makes me feel better to speak to people that way you know this is how i would do it if they were alive so i don't know what's going on i don't know where they are or where their spirit Can they is hear or, you or exactly right? right i don't know we have no way of knowing this right so you know it just makes me feel better and i just do it thinking that it will make them feel better yeah you know yeah no i think i think that's super great and i could imagine it must be especially the first time <laughs> yeah i'm imagined to go into yeah. a morgue must have been super creepy for you. Yes. Like, right? I, like heart beating out of my chest, <laughs> like so scared, like, like a movie, someone's going to sit up, you know, like it's, yeah, it, it was definitely scary. I'm over it now, but it was definitely scary in the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah, but I'm certain if somebody did stuff, you still Oh my goodness, yes. Or <laughs> absolutely. Or something, right? So I'm not screaming. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't imagine, um, I mean, 
anything like that is under the, under the unexpected. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, I, I always thought that like when we were growing up and we had to go to some funerals and we were young and they had the open caskets, yes. right? And and you go up and you see the body and it's like, like are they? Would you they, dare move? Like, <laughs> right? Like, are they going to sit up? Because that's how it feels, right? Mm -hmm. And even mm -hmm. to this day, I'm not a if there's an open casket and it's not that I don't love the people or whatever that have passed, but it's like, it, that's not my thing. Right. So maybe it would be different if I was in your position, but in that concept, I'm like, yeah. No, yeah. thank you. I'll just remember the happy thoughts. Right. right? Exactly. exactly. I think a, a sort of a funny story too, funny side, whatever way you want to take it. A friend of mine asked me to go to the hospital because her husband was passing. And we got, at the time we got to the hospital, it wasn't very long and he did pass. So we sat there for a while because she didn't want to leave. She wanted to stay her time with him. Finally, after a couple of hours, we get in my car. I'm driving her home. Here's her husband sitting in the back seat. Only his ghost, mind you. And um, That would be weird if it wasn't. <laughs> you know, and she says to me, oh, I feel so bad leaving John. And I said, don't. He's in the back seat. He's going home with you. Uh, obviously, he needs more time with you before he, he uh, travels on. And she was so excited. She goes, oh, is he really in the back seat? I said, well, I can see him. And uh, so anyways, we get to her house and she gets out of the car and she's all excited because John's still, you know, around. And she gets out of the car and he's still sitting in the back seat. And I said to him, <laughs> oh, no, you don't. You're getting out too. Off you, <laughs> go, right? off you go with your wife. I don't need you with me. Um, so, I mean, it's funny how some of these things I know this, I guess it goes with your stories, but you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. and if, um, and if you do happen to see a, a live ghost or a thing or a dead ghost, whatever you're going to call them, uh, if you have to see that it's quite the experience, uh -huh. you know, it's, it does, it's it freaks you out, uh -huh. you know, but anyway, she got what she wanted. She wanted him to go home with her and he did. Uh -huh. So that, that's a good story. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's, it's interesting. And I like the story that you told us about the couple, where the man was passing, but his wife was there sitting in yeah. the chair. Yeah. Like that was a neat story. Can yeah. you tell that story? Uh, about the one sitting when I went in all crazy? Yeah. That one? Yeah. So normally, I mean, we, like I said, you know, there's always creepy stuff that happens. And normally I'm pretty, you know, I sneak in, low light, soft voices, you know, being a, you know, kind, soft spoken person. Um, but this gentleman had rings call bell and said, you know, if there's a lady sitting in the chair, She's just, she won't stop crying. Like, I can't get her to stop crying. Can you please just come get her out of here? And I mean, sometimes people are confused or, you know, you know, hallucinating or whatever. And usually it doesn't bother me because they're usually confused or hallucinating. However, this time it just kind of made me all shivery. Um, and so I go in there, flick all the lights on, open all the curtains. <laughs> and like the poor roommate probably was like, what the heck is going on? Because I like opened everything. And he's like, you see her? You see her there? And I'm like, no, I don't see her, but I believe you. <laughs> and she just, like, he just said, no, she's just sitting there in the chair, just like, just crying. She won't stop crying. So I kind of just went over and moved the chair and moved some things and, was like, you know, is that better? He's like, yeah, that's, that's much better. Thank you very much. I'm like, no problem. But then I left lights on in that room and I didn't go there unless I had to. Yeah. <laughs> For the yeah. rest of that night, it just freaked me out. I don't I, know why. I get that. And I think they're attracted to that dim lighting too, right? So right. likely yeah. what you did was help her just move on, right? Like, yes. hey, you just, uh, like, 
you did your business. Yeah. Off you go now, right? Yeah. Like, and I mean, sometimes it could be somebody that has association with that person, uh-huh. you know, a sister, brother, whatever that's already passed. Um, or it just could be somebody that was left behind in the hospital and a ghost that um, needs someone there to to help them pass to the other side. Yeah. So that's uh-huh. a real cool story. But, yeah, I like that story. Yeah. That was and that then, was neat. Although I'm certain. Crap his pants, kind of. Well, yeah, because my heart was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no, I don't want to see her. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly what I like. All the lights open, all, all the lights on, all the windows open, everything, all the curtains back. Yeah. We're wide open here. There's no hiding. Yeah. No, no. Do you see her? No, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> but and, like there's always people walking around. You always see them out of the corner of your eye, you know, in our in our medication room. I always mm-hmm. see feel someone over top of my, you know, right shoulder. I don't know who it is, but there's always someone watching me. So. I'm certain there's lots that still dwell in the, that in the hospitals and that. I mean, even at the time I took a picture of it and it was like, whoa, like the picture was just so lit up of soul sort of thing. And um, yeah, so there's definitely some that stick around because mm-hmm. they're nosy too. Nosy. Yeah. Ghosts can be just as nosy. And as they, they do wanted. say that, yeah. especially a lot of these older hospitals, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. one in Edmonton, and and I know when a girl that I know was in there having a baby, and she was like, mm. <laughs> like, and it's a haunt. Like there's a haunted wing in yeah. there, right? Yeah. So it, it's it's a real thing because yeah. the bot the souls just decide what they're gonna do yes right? they do yeah right whether yeah. they're gonna stay or not stay or yeah mm-hmm. some of them are just darn right nosy yeah and um they want to know everything yeah so they sit they sit and watch and i'm yeah. certain in palliative care because that is exactly what they're there for right is that yeah. some of them are like no i'm gonna make sure they yes. get taken care of everybody yeah. else yeah yeah so there's probably some retired nurses in there somewhere <laughs> right yeah, exactly yeah. i'm watching you yeah. what kind of medication are you doing maybe that's that? who it is maybe that's who it is <laughs> you can ask yeah. next time maybe. have a little conversation no thank you <laughs> not at work <laughs> no people start wondering about you and start yeah thinking, maybe she shouldn't be here in the medication room medication is that nurse yeah yeah no but but it's nice it's 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 just nice to know and you know it's funny and i'm sure there's lots of experiences that you have and will have yeah yet to come Mm -hmm. that will be interesting so Mm -hmm. anyways i hope you enjoyed this and that um and as we have enjoyed tusha so much uh it's been wonderful oh it has been awesome Mm -hmm. yeah and um i hope this to who are listening that if it's helped you in any way, shape or form uh, with Trisha talking about what she uh, said today, that uh, gives you some peace. Yeah. And if, if you have questions, we can hook you up because we got a personal link to her. So yeah. that, we'd have to ask you because we yeah. don't, I, I for sure don't know, but right. Yeah. Like yeah, the followers could definitely let us know and we can ask you a question if somebody does have something about certainly end of life passing yeah. over yeah whatever yeah. experience mm-hmm. their own experience or whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah thank you for joining us Thanks we really for having me appreciate it and <laughs> even though we kind of roped you into it there was no i had no choice in the matter but <laughs> you had, it doesn't matter i'm you, still having a good you time you didn't and you're our first guest so yes. that's super exciting yeah that's, that's exciting, exciting. Yay. Yay. so <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us again, and 
as always, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I post on Twitter, but under my personal one at the moment. Um, keep sending us your constructive criticism and, and suggestions. We want to know what you want to hear about. And uh, if we don't, if we're not really, really familiar, we will definitely source that out the information for you to get it back to you too. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, and yeah, maybe we can have you on again. Maybe. Yeah, from a distance, I guess, a probably. Distance. But, yeah, yeah, probably. But yeah. you never know. You never know. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. And we hope you have a magical week. And we appreciate you following and listening to us. And we will see you next time. We will. We will see you next time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.